When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And here we go again. Hey, folks, and welcome to today's podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And I trust that everyone is having a great weekend so far. I would wish you queens a happy gay pride month. Hey, you know what? I am still going to do that. Happy gay pride month. But I have got a couple of stories here that might put a little bit of a damper on your gay pride celebrations. Don't blame me. Blame the stories. It is not my fault. I just report the news around here. I don't write it. And I think we're just going to go ahead and jump right in today, folks. I am completely out of monologues after Wednesday's podcast. I have spent everything that I have talking about a possible AI sex doll uprising and talking about hiding from the woke folk in about 15 to 20 years. That spent me for the better part of, I think, a week or so. And speaking of Wednesday's podcast, I've got a quick programming note, and that is that I will probably not be here on Wednesday. Now, I know that I've said that several times, and I have popped out an hour and a half podcast in the past. This time, though, folks, I am 99% sure that we will not be here on Wednesday for a podcast. We will definitely be here for Sunday and a week from this coming Wednesday. But this Wednesday, unfortunately, life has gotten in the way. Trust me, folks, if I could be here, I would. And if I can this week, I will certainly try. But I am not too sure about it. 
But we'll see. We'll see. I just wanted to let you all know, probably not a podcast this coming Wednesday. So let's go ahead and jump into today's podcast a little bit early, since I do not have a monologue. And this first one, I tell you what, folks, the woke folk out there, they will kill any bit of fun that they can find. Pride, folks, pride is not going to be an exception, apparently. And I know you queens out there are probably not happy with this headline, and it's from Boston.com. Why these trans BIPOC activists are hosting an alternative pride event. So yes, folks, woke has come for pride. And before I jump in and read off these poll quotes, it's interesting to me, at least, to think about why people celebrate gay pride. I would say that people celebrate pride for many, many different reasons, but I think you can probably put them into three buckets. I would say that the first is the out and queer crowd. That's what I'll call them. They are out, they are queer, and they want to celebrate LGBTQ+, all that. They want to go out and champion our tribe, our Star Wars bar, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. That's what they want to do. That's their purpose. That's why they go to Pride. They want to be out and queer. I'm sure that's a pretty good chunk of people. Don't get me wrong. I think that the vast majority of people who go down there have that on the agenda. But I would say that those folks where out and queer is their primary purpose, I would say that's not the majority of people. I would say that's a good-sized minority of folks. Maybe like, I don't know, a third, something like that. And like I said before, I think the vast majority of people who go down there, that is on the agenda. Don't get me wrong. But again, those folks, that's their primary purpose. I'd say about a third. Would you agree or disagree, White Boy Malcolm X? You would agree. Okay. And I could be, folks. I could be completely wrong about that. I'm just throwing that out there as a bucket as to why people like to go down there. There's also, folks, and I would say this is a pretty small minority. These folks are the militant, I would say, I would almost say, anti-heterosexual crowd. You know, the ones that call straight people breeders the ones that like to push back against what they call the hetero-supremacy. And yes, folks, there are actually people out there who like to complain about a hetero-supremacy suffering all of us folks in the LGBTQ plus tribe. But again, I don't think most people who go down there have that chip on their shoulder. Which brings us, folks, to our last bucket. Our biggest bucket, I would say most people go down there for one reason and one reason only or their primary reason, and that, folks, is to party. Party, party, party. Gay Pride is a party month. That is pretty much all it's there for. Yes, again, they want to go out and celebrate that they are out and queer, but they can do that whenever. Pride is to party. That's what they care about. Going to house parties, going to the bars, going to the parade. You got parties before the parade. You got parties after the parade. You got parties all month long. That's what those queens like to do. And guess what, folks? In San Diego, they don't celebrate Pride until September. So for those rich queens who can afford to travel to San Diego in September, they get to celebrate Pride for two whole months. Those queens really like to party. But now, folks, now the BIPOC trans activists are getting in on their action going, hmm. Things got to change around here. 
And here are a couple pull quotes with this one. A growing coalition of local LGBTQ plus activists are demanding an overhaul of Boston Pride's leadership and calling for a boycott of all Boston Pride events. Good luck with that one. They want change, and they want change to be led by queer, trans community members of color. It's about giving our trans individuals a voice to be seen, to be heard. It's giving back to our community because that's what Pride is about. And that, folks, is a quote from Trans Resistance Massachusetts president and co-founder Athena Vaughn. And if you folks are out there wondering what Boston Pride's leadership looks like demographically, because of course, folks, skin color matters these days. Boston Pride's six-member board has no black members, two Latino members, and for you snooty white liberals out there, two Latinx members, and one transgender member. So I assume, folks, that this board at Boston Pride is made up mostly of white queens. No lesbians, white boy Malcolm X, but that is a very good inquiry, sir. And the reason I say no lesbians, even though I don't know, I am just taking a wild stab here, folks. I would say that there are no lesbians on the Boston Pride Leadership Board because lesbians have more sense than to get on any board run by a bunch of queens. They're too smart for that. They're probably like, ah, Jesus Christmas, who wants to sit around and listen to these queens go, yap, 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 talking about their stupid circuit parties, talking about all the raves they're going to go to. I don't want to hear about that crap. Let them run the damn show themselves. So what Athena Vaughn wants to do is throw out most of, they'll probably keep one token white queen on there, but they want to throw out most of the white queens and give it to, conveniently enough, folks, she is a transgender BIPOC folk. She, I bet, would be like, oh, well, if there's no one to run the thing, I'll take over. That's great. This one, (laughs) she's smart. She's demanding that Boston Gay Pride be managed by BIPOC transgender folks, and she just happens to be a BIPOC transgender folk. That's pretty convenient, I would have to say. But can you imagine, folks, gay pride being run by that pack of fun sponges? You got a bunch of angry BIPOC transgenders sitting on that board, running that board, running everything for Boston Pride. First off, I can guarantee you, folks, no parties. No parties. There is not going to be any fun at Gay Pride. And why? Because, folks, you cannot guarantee equity of fun. And if you can't guarantee equity with something, you're not going to have any of it. No fun, no parties. Done. And once they're done getting rid of all the parties, folks, the next thing they're going to do is totally trash the Gay Pride Parade. No more fun in that parade either. No more laughing, no more having fun, smiling, hooting and hollering, having a grand gay old time without all the looting, burning, rioting, and all the other fun stuff that they're used to. No more of that. That parade, folks, is going to be like a funeral procession. No, I take that back. For you folks who have watched Game of Thrones, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. They are going to do a reenactment of the walk of shame from Game of Thrones. They're going to have everyone lining the streets, holding up those bells, ringing those bells, going, shame, shame, shame. And guess who's going to be in the parade? 
white cisgender folks, all those white queens they threw out of the Boston Pride leadership, all those queens that like to party, they're all going to have to do the walk of shame. Shame, 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 ringing that bell, ding, 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 while they're doing it. So that is what is coming, folks, to a gay pride event near you. If these BIPOC transgender activists who want to trash everyone's good time get a hold of things. Well, this is not about parties, and this is not about having fun. This is about giving back to the community. And how do we give back to the community? We ruin everyone's grand gay old time. So you queens out there, you have fun at Pride while you still can. Because let's face it, folks, like I said on Wednesday's podcast, these woke folk are like the Terminator. They just keep coming and coming and coming. And if you think that Athena Vaughn is just going to give up, no, you are wrong. And I can see White Boy Malcolm X. I can see those queens running Boston Pride, those queens in charge. Like, who the heck does she think she is? I'll show her who the queen is. No, girlfriend. She's going to show you. (laughs) You are in for a world of hurt if that chick gets in charge. From the New York Post, low-key reveal, Loki declared gender fluid in new teaser. So for all you virgin woke pajama boys still living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll, playing with your Pokemon cards, your video games, playing with yourself, reading your comic books, this story is for you. And here are a couple of pull quotes. After years of speculation, only by losers who are living in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll, reading these stupid comic books, playing with themselves, playing video games. You know the routine, folks. Only to them. The live-action Loki has been confirmed as an official member of the gender-fluid community. The Tom Hiddleston character was outed Sunday in a trailer for The God of Mischief's epitomous new MCU series on Disney+. This isn't the first time Loki's gender fluidity has been hinted at. Many had speculated as much due to the androgynous Asgardian shape-shifting abilities, while their non-binary identity was confirmed in the 2014 comic book, Thor and Loki, the Tenth Realm, when their father Odin referred to Loki as both his son and daughter. And no, folks, I have absolutely no idea what Loki's funky pronouns are. They could be they, them. They could be he, they. I don't know. Intermixing them like, uh, what was that stupid chick again, White Boy Malcolm X? Halsey. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, just like Halsey intermixed hers. She has, I think, she, they. Loki could have he, they, or what have you. Or Loki could go by Zizirza. Who knows? I don't care. I know a lot of you are obsessed with this kind of crap, but not me. But in the interest of doing a really, really good podcast, I will definitely let you folks know if I find out what Loki's super funky pronouns are. Don't know yet, but we'll find out. Possibly, maybe. I'm not watching that dumpster fire of a show, but I know one of you weirdos who read this stupid 2014 comic book, Thor and Loki, the Tenth Realm. One of you maybe could email me, miller at millerfrostonline.com, and let me know what Loki's funky pronouns are. The only thing I am wondering, though, White Boy Malcolm X, I wonder, and you folks out there, I wonder if Sebastian Stan is breathing a sigh of relief. I'm sure he's at home going, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Thank you for giving them something to think about other than me being a lazy bisexual. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because, folks, the fanboys out there, those losers who live in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll, playing with themselves, playing with their Pokemon cards, playing their video games, all that kind of fun stuff down there, those folks are obsessed with the Winter Soldier possibly, maybe, hopefully, being bisexual. And that poor actor, Sebastian Stan, who is a real man, that is a man's man, bless his heart for having to go through that, having his character abused like that, for lack of a better term. So I'm sure he's thankful that Loki is going to take the heat off of him. For now, anyway. I do have another story coming up, folks. They are never satisfied. Even if you gave them, folks, both a gender-fluid Loki and a lazy bisexual in the Winter Soldier, would they be happy? No, they would not be happy. But stay tuned for that. I'm not doing this story white by Malcolm X. This guy is a clown. Here, folks, here's the headline, and it's from Fox News. Fauci on GOP criticism. A lot of attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. So Anthony Fauci is kvetching because someone is picking on him. Someone's being all mean to him. So like running behind mommy's skirts, he is running and hiding behind the science. And what is the science? Whatever the hell he says it is. It changes from day to day, folks. Don't you know that by now? Anthony, you are a bureaucratic clown. Please exit the stage as quickly as possible. And I am done with that one. And quite frankly, folks, I do not even know if I want to do the next one either. From the Washington Examiner, half of the pandemic's unemployment money may have been stolen by criminals and funneled out of the country. Okay, I will give you one poll quote, and that is it. Blake Hall, the CEO of ID.me, a verification service that often prevents this type of fraud, but clearly did not in this case, told Axios that more than $400 billion, and I hope I didn't just blow out the microphone with that plosive white boy Malcolm X. Anyway, $400 billion, I'll say that nice and quiet, of U.S. aid was lost to fraudulent claims. And if you're like, man, Miller, that's a lot of money. Where did it go? Well, folks, it was pocketed, apparently, allegedly, supposedly, by crime syndicates who mostly took the money and fled the country. I guess at this point, it's all just funny money anyway. $30 trillion in bet. What's $400 billion? It's a rounding error. Who gives a crap? It's in China. It's in Russia. It's in Nigeria. It's in Iran. Who gives a crap? Whatever. It's gone. It's just fake printed money anyway. You Gen Z kids, you millennial kids out there, have fun paying that back though. From Pink News... Speaking of Pride, speaking of overly dramatic, tiresome debate about kink at Pride sends worrying message about sex and sex workers. And for you older folks out there, like white boy Malcolm X and I, you're above 50, you're like, what the heck is a sex worker? That's just one of those newfangled terms, folks. That's a prostitute or a hooker in our day. But you can't call them that these days. They get butt hurt if you say, man, Look at that prostitute. She's like, excuse me, I am a sex worker, thank you very much. That's their new lingo, so you're not allowed to call them that. Or, heaven forbid, a hooker. 
They really do not like to be called a hooker. They are a sex worker. So let's find out more about that, because apparently they're a little triggered about this tiresome debate around kink. And this, folks, just reading the headline, this is the silly melodrama that goes on when you live in the gay ghetto. And if you don't know what the gay ghetto is, it's like a normal ghetto, but with gay people. Yes, the gay ghetto white boy Malcolm X. This is the drama that those folks in the gay ghetto love and obsess about. It's like celebrity culture, but for gay people. I mean, let's face it, folks. There are gay people who live their lives around being gay. Gay, 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 gay. That's the center of their lives. And there are folks who just happen to be gay. It's part of who they are. It's part of their identity. But it's not the sun that all the planets circle around. For people who happen to be gay, like white boy Malcolm X and I, this kind of story, I'm like, what the heck are they doing down there? Jesus Christmas. Those girls are never happy unless there's a huge drama storm, a tempest in a teapot to get butthurt about. But for gay people, folks, this kind of stuff, this is what life is made of. This is what they like to center on. Oh, there's drama going on. I just love the drama. And that is not exclusive to the gay folk out there. Don't get me wrong. High school kids are just like that. Bored housewives are just like that. Bored house husbands are just like that. They got nothing better to do than get their hair on fire about something stupid like that. So let's go ahead and find out a little bit about this tiresome debate around kink. Pride Month has kicked off. Yes, we know, girls. Which can only mean one thing. The kink at Pride discourse is in full swing once more. Each year, the same conversation happens on social media. A small group of people who claim to be members of the LGBT plus community argue, most from anonymous Twitter accounts, that the kink community should not be allowed at Pride. Kind of like, folks, Athena Vaughn, the trans resistance Massachusetts president and co-founder, like her and fun. She doesn't want fun at Pride. These folks, they don't want the kink. Their reasoning ranges from the banal, children go to Pride events and no one is consenting to seeing you in your kinky outfits, to the outrageous, kink is gross. It's safe to say that most queer people are sick and tired of the conversation. You girls at Pink News are clueless. Queer people love this stupid kind of drama. Oh, Jesus Christmas, I can't believe it. They are arguing against kink at Pride. Can you believe that? Oh, no, I can't believe that. That's just so horrible. Let's all get on Twitter and bash those people. Oh, yes, let's do that. That's so much fun. Oh, I love the drama. Oh, something for us to talk about tonight at the party. Not only is it ahistorical and apolitical, it's also offensive and exclusionary, especially for sex workers and members of the kink community. White boy Malcolm X, quick question for you, sir. Are hookers, oops, sorry, folks, sex workers, are sex workers part of the kink community? Not to your knowledge. Okay, apparently, though, those girls at Pink News are arguing that if you talk about not having the kink there, that gets the hookers, oops, sorry again, folks, the sex workers butthurt as well. I tell you what, though, folks, if you are in the kink community, First off, I could care less. I don't give a crap. If you all want to get up and 
do your whatever pup play. And folks, don't ask. It's exactly what it sounds like. That, there's the, I don't know, the bondage crowd, the uh, BDSM crowd, that thing, the leather crowd, all that kind of stuff. Well, yes, I guess the furries too, White Boy Malcolm X. We wouldn't want to forget them, oddly enough, that you're bringing that up. And folks, if you don't know what a furry is, those are the folks that get dressed up in like chipmunk or squirrel or wolf or dog or like bear costumes. They get in these, you know, the kind of costumes you see at like the amusement parks or what have you. They get dressed up in those costumes. It's some sort of sexual turn on for them or something. And they go to these furry events and they, I don't know what the hell they do. I'm not a furry. Never been to a furry event. No idea. The only thing I know is what somebody told me. They could have just been BSing me or what have you, but the only thing I know is that, and no, I am not going to Google that. The last thing I want is that in my Google search history. So you girls down there, you boys, you non-binary folk, living it up in the gay ghetto, kvetching about the conversation around kink at Pride, enjoy yourselves while you can, folks, because Athena Vaughn is going to roll into town, and that as a conversation piece is going to be over because she's going to ban anything that has to do with fun. Can you imagine though, white boy Malcolm X and you folks out there, you know that somebody, and I bet quite a few people sit around and have serious conversations about this. Oh, I think it's so horrible that this keeps coming up every single year. It's so exclusionary to sex workers. I just don't want the sex workers to feel marginalized. I think that's horrible. And those members of the King community It's so offensive and exclusionary to them as well. It's so horrible. We really should put a stop to this. I would think, folks, that if you are getting dressed up in a dog costume and letting someone drag you around on a leash at Gay Pride, I would think that you are above and beyond worrying about something offending you or making you feel excluded. I would think that you are like, I don't give a crap what anyone thinks about anything I am doing. They can kiss my ass. But apparently, folks, apparently they are as triggered in the kink community, in the hooker prostitute community. Oops, sorry, sex worker community. They are as triggered as a dopey millennial if they are getting butt hurt, feeling offended and excluded from pride over this conversation. From the Daily Mail. And folks, I don't even need a pull quote with this. You folks over at the Daily Mail have done one heck of a job putting this headline together because, folks, I don't even need a pull quote. They put everything into the headline. Build that wall. BLM co-founder Patrice Coolers erects $35,000 fencing and electric gate around her new $1.4 million Topanga Canyon home she bought with cash following backlash over her $3 million property portfolio. So there you go, folks. Patrice Kong Coolers, $1.4 million cash, bought the house, Topanga Canyon. Now she's got another $35,000. She's putting up a fence and an electric gate. She's probably hiding from all those woke corporations that gave her all that money. They're like, Patrice, where'd that money go? But she's hiding behind that fence. Or she's hiding in one of those other houses. Speaking of which, though, no, I do not know if she is going to be erecting other fences around her other properties. Remember, folks, she has three houses in Los Angeles. Why does she have three houses in Los Angeles? So she never gets stuck in traffic. 
That's my theory. But now, at least, we know which of those houses in Los Angeles, which is her favorite. The one that got the $35,000 fence, which is probably going to be chump change if she decides to put a fence around that property in Georgia. Remember, folks, that house in Georgia, not only does it have an RV repair shop, not only does it have an indoor swimming pool, but it also has a runway. Yes, you can take a plane, land it there, take off there. That's a lot of fence if she wants to fence in that runway. But I will keep you folks up to date if I hear anything else about Patrice Kong Coolers fencing off more of her properties. And for our last news quick hit, and hopefully these have been quick, from LGBTQ Nation. LGBTQ fans are calling Disney out for celebrating Pride. Here's why. And here is a pull quote from that. Gizmodo wrote that Disney looks particularly egregious celebrating Pride because, well, all year round it otherwise does the barest of minimums to incorporate LGBTQIA stories and characters in its biggest material, leaving them on the cutting room floor, or slight enough to be edited out of movies to better appeal to bigoted markets that Disney would otherwise love to see some money out of. So I suppose, White Boy Malcolm X, after reading that, that Loki being gender fluid is not enough. That is not going to make the woke folk and the LGBTQ plus community very happy. I guess they're just not doing enough gay content to make those folks happy. Oops, sorry. Don't mean to trigger anyone queer enough to make those folks happy. Loki is not enough. The possibility, folks, of the Winter Soldier being a lazy bisexual, not enough. Then again, it's never enough. I can't imagine being over at Disney and trying to produce content gay enough to make these folks happy. And if you're out there and you're in the tribe and you're a little butthurt right about now, oh, Disney's not doing enough to promote gay characters in their movies. And look, every time they send a movie to Russia, they cut the gay characters out. If that's you, butthurt over that, I have told you folks several times, many times, I think at this point, they're all fake liberals in Hollywood, folks. It is all about the Benjamins. That's all they care about. Yes, they're not stupid. They'll do lip service from time to time to keep you folks happy, to keep the BIPOC folk happy, to keep whoever's complaining happy. But at the end of the day, it's about making Benjamins. I promise you folks in the tribe, and you BIPOC folk out there, if they can make a, trying to think here, if they can make a gay black Aladdin movie where Aladdin is as gay as they get and black, if they could do that and make huge bank on that movie, they would do it like that. they do it in a heartbeat. It's all about the Benjamins, but they can't sell gay black Aladdin in most of the world. And what is the point of spending $100 million to make a gay black Aladdin when you're only going to make $25 million back because nobody wants to watch it? I'm sure some of you out there going, well, they should do it anyway. They should stand on principle. Well, that's nice until they run out of money and then they're bankrupt. Then there are no movies. But they made all the good woke movies to make you folks happy. But the damn ship sank at the end of the day. Of all the things to complain about Disney for, that is not the one I would pick. 
oh, they just don't make enough gay content, and they're just so horrible because they refuse to fight the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians and all the other folks who refuse to watch the gay movies. They should fight them and stand on principle. I guarantee you, the folks that are complaining about Disney not standing on principle are probably some of the last people who are going to stand on principle if it's going to inconvenience them or cost them something. Okay, folks, now that our news quick hits are over, it is time for our news stories. Yes, White Boy Malcolm X, gay is at the front, smoking gun is at the back. Just like Wednesday's podcast, folks, gay, woke, smoking gun. Easy. Three stories, an hour. (laughs) We'll see. Anyway, this first one, folks, it's from those girls over at Queerty. Just like Herpes, he's back. T.J. Osborne has some things to say about being an openly gay artist on a major country label. So yes, folks, T.J. Osborne, speaking of dopey entitled millennials, this one, of course, folks, this one got butt hurt because he did not get an award from the state of Tennessee for coming out of that closet. This queen is still yap, 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 yap about being gay. So let's find out what this queen has to say. Country rocker T.J. Osborne of Duo Brothers Osborne came out as gay in a February 2021 interview with Time magazine, effectively making him one of the only openly gay artists signed to a major country music label. Osborne said that the time he spent indoors ruminating in 2020 due to COVID-19 is how he came to the decision to make his sexuality known publicly in the hopes that being with someone of the same gender might one day be safe for everyone and won't be met with negativity. So, white boy Malcolm X, before I even continue on with this silly news story, T.J. Osborne, sitting at home due to COVID last year, and he is ruminating about coming out of the closet. And so what he's trying to tell us is that he came out of the closet hoping that him coming out of the closet would not just get him a participation trophy from the state of Tennessee just for being gay, but his doing so would make it safe for everyone, and nobody would feel any negativity from coming out of the closet. Did I get that right, sir? How noble. (laughs) Yes, it is very noble of him. In fact, so noble of T.J. Osborne, I might have to apologize for calling all millennials self-absorbed. Apparently, folks, T.J. Osborne, ruminating last year, he came out of the closet for everyone else, not him. Osborne also shared the news in a video posted to Instagram, telling his followers, I know it's going to help my relationship with my fans, my family, and honestly, it will help the relationship with myself. In an interview with People. Yes, folks, when he came out to Time Magazine, nobody figured it out. And why? Because nobody reads Time Magazine, so he had to come out to People. Anyway. Osborne talked about his identity being central to his artistry as the song 21 Summer, a fan favorite, was written about his first heartbreak and being unable to talk about it, a common experience among many LGBTQ plus people. It was so lonely and isolating, he recalled. It made me resent people. So he hated people, apparently, because he could not come out and go, yep, 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 about his first gay heartbreak. So he hated people over that. And if you think that's bad, I got more for you. Hold on a second. 
I was mad that nobody knew why I was hurting. So maybe I should take that back, White Boy Malcolm X. If this guy is getting butt hurt, that he is not the center of attention. Oh, I just broke up with my boyfriend and nobody is paying attention to me. I am so mad that nobody knows why I am so upset. I am resentful of people now. I just, I hate people. Oh, it's all about me. So maybe White Boy Malcolm X, him coming out of the closet had absolutely nothing to do with trying to help everyone else and make it safe for everyone else. No, he just wanted to come out and go, yap, 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 yap. And he could do it because everyone would now know that he's a queen. So now, folks, every time that T.J. Osborne gets his heart broken by another guy, yap, 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 we're going to have to hear about it. And he talked about how awkward coming out to your loved ones can be and how there hardly ever seems to be the perfect time. When do you do it? When do you say it? For me, it was that moment of taking a leap of faith, he said. And 10 bucks, white boy Malcolm X, he sat the family down and said, family, I am a big old queen. And they probably all looked at each other, looked back at him and were like, yeah, TJ, we knew, girlfriend. (laughs) We were just waiting for you to come out and tell us. Okay, princess, you are out and about now. I'll tell you what, though, folks. He is not the first queen to come out of the closet and start yapping on about it. Yap, 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 yap. I have to tell you, I think, personally, I think, and White Boy Malcolm X, you can disagree with me, sir, if you think so. I think he is as high maintenance as Ricky Martin. Thoughts, sir? Just about. Yeah, I can see that. Ricky's been doing this a lot longer. Ricky is an older queen. This kid, I don't know how old TJ Osborne is, but I suspect, folks, we are just starting to hear him running his mouth about being gay. He's a millennial. And what do we know about millennials? They are completely self-absorbed. So the fact, folks, that millions and millions and millions and millions of other people came out of the closet, didn't get a participation trophy from their state, didn't feel the need to yap, 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 on about it. This queen, though, folks, this one, he's going to carry on like he is the first person ever to do this. Oh, oh, it's so hard being me. I'm a country music star. Never heard of you, girlfriend. Oh, it's so hard being a signed country music star and coming out of the closet. Oh, it's so hard being me. Oh, how many more media tours can I do with this stick? Oh, And that's what we have to look forward to, folks. That is exactly what we have to look forward to. So, TJ, enjoy your 15 minutes out of the closet, girlfriend. Enjoy it while you can. You are going to wind up another forgotten queen just like Colton Underwood. And Gus Kentworthy ain't going to be there to save you, dear. From Fox News, Virginia parent who survived Mao. Scholastic critical race indoctrination, a replay of Mao's cultural revolution. This one's an interesting one, folks. First off, because it's not a woke folk trashing whitey. It's not a white person trashing whitey. It's not a BIPOC folk trashing whitey. This lady, she lived in Mao's China way back in the day. She lived under the tyranny. She is in Virginia. She is like, you folks are freaking crazy. So this is a bit of a different woke story for us, folks. But I think it's an important one to tell since so much of this stuff is taken up with bashing whitey 
Here's someone who has lived through something like this, something that we're going through now, telling us what's at the end of the road we're traveling down. Earlier this week, Z Van Fleet spoke during a school board meeting in Leesburg condemning the school board for the critical race theory curriculum it is imposing on young students. We are teaching our children to be social justice warriors and to loathe our country and our history. Growing up in China, all of this sounds very familiar. The communist regime used the same critical theory to divide people. The only difference is that they use class instead of race. This is indeed the American version of the Chinese Cultural Revolution, she said at the time. I just want to let the American people know that what is going on in our schools and in our country is really a replay of the Cultural Revolution in China, she said, calling the similarities terrifying. Critical race theorists use the same ideology, the same methodology, even the same vocabulary. The ideology is cultural Marxism. At school in Maoist China, Van Fleet recalled being divided into groups of oppressor and oppressed based on what social class the student came from. The same is happening today in schools and other institutions, except that it is based on white and non-white races, she noted. Van Fleet added that the left's intent on cancel culture and canceling everything from public statuary to references to uncomfortable historic events to historic figures they deem flawed is the same thing that Mao sought when he essentially erased thousands of years of Chinese cultural history. We basically canceled the whole Chinese civilization pre-communism, and we changed our school names, street names, store names, even our personal names, she said. Critical race theory is not anti-racism. It itself is racist. It is divisive, destructive, and it is dangerous. Man, white boy Malcolm X, I wish I had been there to see her tell them off. Those good woke folk over there in Leesburg wanting to implement critical race theory to brainwash all the kids. I've actually known a couple of folks who have lived overseas, lived under tyranny such as this, and who have wound up coming to the U.S. as a beacon of freedom and have become, I think, fairly conservative in their lives because of that. A girlfriend of mine actually came from Poland. And Summit Mistress, if you are out there listening, that is the wife of the Wandering Daisy. So now you know who I'm talking about. She was from Poland and lived under Soviet rule as a small child. And her family immigrated once the wall fell back in the early 90s. But they had to live under that tyranny for quite some time. And she remembers it. She was old enough to remember living under Soviet rule in communist Poland. And from that experience, folks, she understood how precious freedom is, how fragile it is, how it can be taken from you overnight in some cases. So she's very much like Z Van Fleet. I had another friend of mine, and actually they're both from California now that I think about it. His mom was from Vietnam and was born and raised in Vietnam and came over to the U.S. during the big boat immigration. She's another one that lived under tyranny, saw how destructive it was, saw how precious freedom was, and that pushed her to be a conservative as well. These two that I know, they understand the road we're going down. They've already been to the end of the road. They've seen what this woke cancel culture is going to get us if we don't put a stop to it at some point. We can't say that we have not been warned six ways to Sunday at this point. I think Z Van Fleet 
is one of many canaries in a coal mine warning us about what's coming with the woke folk, which is why I had on Wednesday's podcast my prediction that in 15, 20 years, we would be doing this podcast from a bunker somewhere, I don't know, somewhere north of here, probably New Hampshire, putting out the Miller Frost Show from a super secret bunker. Or, just to trick the woke folk, doing the woke Miller Frost Show. Because these folks are just not going to stop. Just like the Terminator, just like the creepy AI sex dolls that are coming, they're going to get sick of being raped by those losers. They're going to probably rise up at some point, try to take over the world as well. And they're going to be hard to stop because they're AI sex dolls. And yes, folks, I am comparing the woke folk to demented AI sex dolls out to seek world domination. Okay, folks, it is our last story. Yes, it is a smoking gun story. And how is this headline? Police, pantsless Florida woman 21 is collared inside Circle K store. And for you folks who do not know what a Circle K is, it's a convenience store. It's like a 7-Eleven. It's like a Wawa. You get the picture. But that is what a Circle K is. A 21-year-old Florida woman who was naked from the waist down inside a Circle K told a cop that another deputy told her it was fine to do that, according to an arrest report. Responding to a 1.30 a.m. naked woman in public call last Thursday, police found Kendall Mabry's son's pants or underwear inside the convenience store in Umatilla, a city about 45 miles from Orlando. A Circle K clerk and the sheriff's deputy both reported seeing Mabry emerge from the store's bathroom with no pants or underwear on. When asked about her state of undress, Mabry reportedly stated that another deputy told her it was fine to do that. Mabry, police reported, smelled of alcohol and her speech was slurred. Typical Floridian. Additionally, the smell of marijuana was coming out of her vehicle. Mabry's pants were found inside her car, according to the arrest report. Mabry, who lives about five miles from the Circle K, was arrested for disorderly intoxication and booked into the county jail, from which she was released after posting $500 bond. $500, white boy Malcolm. That's it for exposing her hoo-hoo to the poor guy at the Circle K. Mabry, who has pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor count, was not charged for going pantless inside the store. So I take that back. The $500 was just for being drunk in a Circle K. I figured if that was against the law, Half the damn state would be in jail already, drunk in a circle, okay? Then again, they didn't even bother to charge her for not having pants inside the store. Having her hoo-hoo out like that, exposed like that, they were like, ah, not even going to bother. So I think that's it, White Boy Malcolm X. Or, sir, let me ask you, are you confused by this story? Do you need, sir, do you need me to recap what happened here? You do. You don't see a clear picture here. No pants, hoo-hoo, busted. Just seems odd. Yeah, I would have to say, I'm not going to disagree with you there, sir. I would have to say that there are parts of this story, folks, that I'm not quite sure of. Yes, the arrest, pretty obvious. I get that part. But leading up to that, I think, is a little off. So, folks, if you'll indulge me, I just want to do a quick run-through, make sure that I have what happened, or what I think happened, down for White Boy Malcolm X and anyone out there who may also be confused. So as far as I can tell, folks, 
you have Kendall Mabry, 21-year-old Florida woman, kind of dopey. Yes, of course, she has the nose ring. 21, Floridian, standard package. So you got her. You got the Circle K clerk. You got the sheriff's deputy. Those are your cast of characters. So you've got Kendall Mabry, and she is driving around, folks. And I suspect, folks, she has probably had one too many glasses of deliciously chilled white Zinfandel, two ice cubes. Probably tapped that bottle one too many times. Folks, I don't even know if there's anything left in that bottle to tap later on. I think that bottle has been sucked dry. Just a thought. But that white Zinfandel's down. She's out and about. The white Zinfandel has to go somewhere. So she's got to pee. She's driving around. Boom. There's a circle K. She's like, man, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Just when I need to pee, just when I need to relieve myself of that deliciously chilled white Zinfandel, there's a bathroom at the Circle K. So she drives up to the Circle K, folks. And it's about 1.30 in the morning on a Thursday in Umatilla, a city about 45 miles from Orlando. Not a lot going on there, folks. You've got the Circle K clerk. He's probably just phoning it in. He's probably flipping through one of the porno magazines they keep behind the counter, at least when there are no customers around. And at 1.30 in the morning in Umatilla, there probably aren't a lot of customers around. So he's there behind the counter flipping through a porno and he sees headlights and the car pulls up. He's like, oh crap, I got to hide the porno magazine. And so as he's trying to put the magazine back and make it look like nobody has ever looked at that magazine, he hears the chime of the door, turns around and there folks is Kendall Mabry. The only thing she's got on is a t-shirt and a nose ring. He looks at her looks down at her hoo-hoo, there it is, in all its glory, because it was a short t-shirt, I suspect. He's like, uh, but doesn't say anything. She looks at him, smiles, and she beelines to the bathroom. So now it's just the clerk again. He's got the whole store to himself. And he's standing there, thinking about the half-naked lady who walked in, showed him her hoo-hoo, and walked to the bathroom. And he's thinking to himself, what am I going to do about that? I bet I can get a copy of the store security footage so I can take that home and watch that hoo-hoo whenever I want. But what should I do now? So, folks, instead of just kind of letting her use the bathroom, letting her leave, life goes on, no. He's not having that. He's thinking, naked lady, half-naked lady, I better call Popo. So what does he do? Dials up 911. 911, what's your emergency? There is a woman here with no pants on. I can see her hoo-hoo. Her what? Her hoo-hoo. Oh, her hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yes, her hoo-hoo. Oh, okay, we'll send someone out. So that clerk over at the Circle K, he's kind of nervous. He's got a woman. She's been in the bathroom for a very long time. She ain't got no pants on. That hoo-hoo is going to come out of that bathroom any second. And Popo are on the way. He's like, oh, I hope Popo get here before her hoo-hoo does. And sure enough, folks, Popo shows up. Sheriff's deputy gets out of the car, walks over, comes into the store, looks around the store a little bit, turns to the clerk. Sir, sir, what's going on? The deputy asked. I got a call that there was a disturbance. I don't see a disturbance. What's going on? They didn't tell you? No, they clearly didn't tell me. That's why I'm asking you. Officer, a woman came in here. She's got no pants on. I could see her hoo-hoo. Her what? Her hoo-hoo. Oh, her hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yes, her hoo-hoo. Well, where is she? She's in the bathroom. Well, how long has she been in there? She's been in there quite a long time, officer. 
I don't know what's going on. I don't know what she's doing in there. I hope she's not masturbating like that lady in the pickup truck that I read about on the news. That poor guy's truck, after she was done, I hear it smelled just like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle, and I do not want that bathroom to smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. It's a Circle K bathroom. It stinks enough. It does not need to stink like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Sheriff's deputy was like, I can't disagree with you there, son. And right when the sheriff's deputy was going to go to that bathroom, knock on that door, just like Barbara Walters knocked on the closet door, Ricky Martin was in there, go away, go away, there's nobody here, go away. Right when he was going to go knock on that door, he didn't even have to take a step, folks. Kendall Mabry came out of that bathroom. And she started to walk to the front of the store. And right when she got to the door, Popo said, ma'am. She's like, eh, eh, what? Ma'am, how are you doing this evening? Eh, eh, I'm, I'm doing just fine, officer. How are you? I'm doing fine. Man, he could smell that deliciously chilled white Zinfandel on her breath, even though, folks, even though they were about five feet apart. He could smell it. He's like, man. That was probably chill with just two ice cubes. Mm, that's the only way to drink it. So he's like, ma'am, where are your pants? <laughs> My what? Your pants, ma'am. Where are your pants? I can see your hoo-hoo. You know, I don't have my pants on. Yes, I know. I can still see your hoo-hoo. Where are your pants? I the popo told me I didn't have to wear my pants. What other popo? I'm the only popo here. Uh, I'm the other popo. Where is he? Uh, he's in the bathroom. Clerk was like, "There ain't no popo in that bathroom. You're the only popo here." There was not a popo. He got out to wear my pants. Ma'am, you cannot have your hoo-hoo out for people to see. Uh, would you like a lap dance, officer? Ma'am, no, we are not doing that. That smoking gun story, put to bed. Stop it. Folks, she reeked of deliciously chilled white Zinfandel, two ice cubes. She even reeked a little bit, folks, of marijuana, the good stuff, the ganja. She reeked of that, too. And the officer, folks, the officer had to make a decision. He had a woman standing here, clearly drunk, probably high, hallucinating about another popo who told her it was just fine to go into the Circle K without her pants on, with her hoo-hoo all exposed. He had to do something, folks. He couldn't just let her stand there. Ma'am, I already told you. Drop it. We are not bringing that story up again. So the officer, folks, he's got a decision to make. He thought about calling the EMTs, folks. He really did. He thought about it for about two seconds. But then he was like, no, if they show up here, they're just going to make fun of me that I can't take care of a drunk woman with no pants on and her hoo-hoo exposed. I got to deal with this one myself. So he's like, ma'am. What, Papa? What you want, Papa? Ma'am, I got no choice. I am placing you under arrest for disorderly intoxication. Circle K clerk's like, Popo, what about her hoo-hoo? No, son. No, we're not going to charge her for an exposed hoo-hoo. This is Florida. What woman has not exposed her hoo-hoo at one time or another? Circle K clerk. Thinking about his mother, thinking about his childhood, didn't say a word. So Popo took Kendall Mabry and booked her into the county jail. And she was released, folks, after posting a $500 bond. End of story. So white boy Malcolm X, 
How was that, sir? Did I clear things up for you, sir? Mostly. Okay, I will take that at this point in the podcast. So on that note, folks, since I cannot top a 21-year-old Florida woman with a nose ring and no pants and an exposed hoo-hoo, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Remember that we will probably not be here on Wednesday. I'm going to try. Miracle of miracles, I will certainly try to put something together, even if it's 30 minutes, but chances are, no, got to wait a week. Sorry, just how it has to be, unfortunately. But in the meantime, have a great rest of your weekend, a great start to your week, and we will see you back here when we see you back here. In the meantime, take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.